This episode of Small State Big Takes is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbooks apps, is officially live in Massachusetts. Don't bet with some out-of-town sportsbook. Bet local from the comfort of your own home with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with code SSBT will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet $5 or more on anything. DraftKings has the best features, including same-game parlays, player props, and more, with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers who use code SSBT get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place $5 bets on anything. That's code SSBT only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hope is here. Call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Play it smart from the start with GameSense. Visit GameSenseMA.com. 21 plus, physically present in Massachusetts. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Pre-launch offers, participants void. Terms at DraftKings.com slash MA. Welcome back to Small State uh, Big Takes. This is episode three. God damn it. 233. Um, no Steve. No, Josh. So it's just a dynamic duel this week. the The numbers are dwindling here. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. We're still going strong. Um, lot to go over though. We got a jam packed weekend, uh, from top to bottom. But first, Gilly, how we doing this evening? We are chilling. Got some WBC uh semifinal action going on. We just had a massive day in terms of college hoops news, which I know we'll get into. Uh, but I'm I'm doing good. I'm feeling pretty good, to be honest with you. I am riding higher than I should. <laughs> uh, for uh, I, I think you're of the same opinion too, um, with uh, the coaching news in college basketball today. So, how yeah, about you? you yeah, going? I feel great. Um, great weekend of sports with uh, World Baseball Classic and the golf tournament was really good, even though Jordan Spieth didn't pull through for me and uh obviously we had an awesome weekend of march madness for several different reasons but uh the just the basketball in general was was awesome and uh yeah i all around very solid week but i think without yeah you mentioned it the uh coaching news over here we woke up this morning monday morning to uh, Ed Cooley's house being on the market, and then within a few hours, it was officially announced that he's the next head coach of uh Georgetown. So, boom, just like that, sounds like a deal that has been pretty set in stone for more than a few weeks, yeah, behind closed doors, anyways, which is sketchy. That is, uh, and again, we're we're kind of happy about it because we both like Ed Cooley and we hate PC. So I think it's a it's a win win. We can kind of root for him now, but I will say, PC fans on Twitter and whatnot, and just everywhere, are that are pissed. I kind of don't blame them, right? It's kind of sketchy in terms of the timing and just like how Georgetown engaged Cooley, like middle of the season. Um, Who so. knows? It could have been earlier than this season. They talked to him. We don't know. That's true. That's true. It's just I, I wonder if they're going to investigate or do any type of. Uh, I don't know how that works for yeah, college I, basketball. I don't know how the tampering thing would work there. Like there has to be, there's definitely some sort of buyout there too, right? Yeah. Coolly under contract. So. so like, there's a lot to go over there, but at the end of the day, the point remains that Ed Cooley, 
made, I mean, I wouldn't really call it a significant upgrade of a move. You can argue that, but more so a lateral move than anything, in my opinion. Um, I mean, you see yeah. this stat, Ed Cooley has yeah. brought Providence to the tournament seven times in his nine years. And before that, hold on, let me get the stat up. John Ross. I thought it was... Wait, I thought was, how long has he been there? Rostein just tweeted it out. Hold on. I thought it was like twelve years. Uh, I could Providence wrong, advanced to seven of nine NCAA tournaments from twenty fourteen to twenty twenty three this year. So he was there a couple of years before that. Okay. okay. Uh, but in the last nine years, they made it seven times. Prior to that, from eighty seven to thirteen, they played in seven games total, or they made seven NCAA tournaments total. So. I mean, there's no doubt Cooley made PC a bona fide perennial uh, auto bid, basically, in the tournament at the very least. And yeah. he built, he was a major part in building one of the best home court advantages. You know, Providence went like 14 and one or two at home this year. So it was uh perplexed by it to to be honest sounds like he wanted a change and of course the double in the salary always helps yeah no i think you're i think you're right and i think what and again it's probably overblown i feel like one person gets like a little bit of intel of like oh the coolie's daughter goes to georgetown i and then all of a sudden people just roll with it i think i even saw that she's like graduating this year so who knows um, but maybe she's sticking around there and maybe that's also part of it. He wants to be closer to her. Um, but yeah, just crazy, just freaking crazy. Cause it's, he, he had, he's been the best PC coach in a while. And I think that's why PC fans are pissed and also afraid because back, I don't know, when we were younger, PC had some rough stints of coaches. Tim Welsh was not very good. Eno Davis was even worse. Like it could be this next hire is like huge to like build on the momentum and what Ed Cooley has built. They've got all this stuff and all this success from him being uh, uh, the coach there. So it's like they, they can build on that, but at the same time, they could take a step back, right? If they hire the wrong guy, if they hire some, I'm not sure. I, I feel like an assistant might not be the right move, but at the same time, what do you do? You go get a splashy hire just because it's a splashy hire. That doesn't make to. sense either. I you think, think so? You, I think you need to go big. Um, Patino obviously is off the table. He went to St. John's, but I don't think going after a guy like Kim English, who seems to be the favorite right now, I personally don't think that's the right move. But I also agree with you. I don't really think an assistant's the right move because none of them seem ready too. I yeah, feel like they're all like a little green. I, I think don't know. Battle Battle is one guy that keeps getting mentioned, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I would if I was a PC fan, I'd want like. I'd want a big name. I'd want like a a Billy Donovan type type name out there, you know, like a guy that has been there and done that. Not the obviously like not to the Jay Wright extent, but like a guy that has had success. Um, you know what you're gonna get out of him, and and expect pretty seamless transition. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen with the transfer portal, how many guys Ed Cooley is going to take with them and whatnot. Uh, it kind of sounds like the players were a little blindsided. So I'd be surprised if he's like got handshake deals to bring over like Hopkins and Carter with them. I think that that would kind of surprise me, but I wouldn't be surprised to see those guys 
enter the portal and go somewhere else. Yeah, I think that so Jared Bynum already the point guard there. Saw he that. entered the portal. I think he it felt like he was kind of done with PC anyway though. They kind of They kind of moved, didn't they move him to the bench him. at the end? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's like he started as like a six man type, but then he made some big shots. He became the starting point guard and then they bumped him back down cuz I don't know, he's a small guy. Like I get it. He'll get uh banged up a little bit in terms of uh with a bigger um point guard, but but yeah, no, that'll be It'll be interesting to see what happens next for for the program. Um, yeah, like you said, Billy Donovan would be ideal. I just don't think because I think they the Bulls extended him before this season, and even though the Bulls aren't having a good year, I don't know. I just that's tough. I feel like he could have had any any college job for the last few years, and yeah. obviously he's a PC guy, but but still, it's just that yeah. it'll be interesting. I, I don't know who the other options are though. That's one thing that I feel like. They kind of got, and again, it's it's luck of the draw, right? Uh, so it's not like he screwed them, but like at the same time, with how everything went down, not a good feeling. But then to have like not really great options that are obvious right now, um, that that kind of sucks too. I saw Mark Schmidt's name coming up, the St. Bonaventure coach. I feel like that's one that that doesn't like. Okay, yeah, I no saw Mike no Rhodes too, and like that would be that would be a I think it would be a good hire because VCU is like they're. It doesn't really matter who their head coach is these days. They still just like find a way. Like it was Shaka Smart, then it was Will Wade, now it's Mike Rode. It doesn't matter who it is. They just keep pumping out from that coaching tree. So, yeah, that that would actually be a, a pretty damn good hire, in my opinion. Um, but there's a bunch of other mid majors that had great years. Like all, all of a sudden, you're going to hear the Tobin Anderson name floating around everywhere because of that that run that after you went on and deservedly. So uh, Princeton guy is not going to go anywhere. He, he's, you know, those Ivy league guys don't leave generally speaking. Um, yeah. But the FAU coach, what's uh, I forget his name. Yeah, he's another I, one. I saw his name bounced around a little bit. Yeah, you're going but... to see, you're going to see that. We saw it last year with St. Peter's. We saw it with, even with Fordham, Kyle Neptune took over Villanova after like one year at Fordham. Um, so, You'll see, you'll see those things floating around. I, if I'm a PC fan at this point, you kind of expect, uh, you expect to make the tournament every year now. That that's what you've got accustomed to. But I think um, it's going to be tough sliding them for the next uh, year or two. Honestly, depending on, it's, I don't even know if it depends on who they hire. I just think when you transition a coach like that, they already lost a commit. Um, at least one commit, four star. I can't remember what his name was, but uh, yeah. he decommitted right away. And you lost Bynum. And if it's I, coming too, right? Like Bryce common. Hopkins, do you think he's going to stay? Like, again, depends on who it is. But like, is he going to stick around potentially for a, a like surprised. a program rebuild? He'd, I think he'd be silly too to do that. Yeah. And even Devin Carter had like a breakout year after kind of a, eh, so like a pretty so-so freshman year at South Carolina. Had a really solid year this year at Providence. He got to a program that fit his play style and flourished. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see those guys just bounce again. And, yeah, they'll be on their third team in three years, but that's kind of what college basketball is now Yeah, uh, with the transfer. And and people keep forgetting, too, that usually when a coach leaves, they do get a waiver, like players that are – or that's not that uncommon. Yeah, we've seen it firsthand when Dan Hurley took Tyler Harris with him. True. And he turned into be UConn's best player for two, three years over there. 
Um, yeah, and even last year with the, uh, the the Mitchell twins too, they got they got waivers too. Oh yeah, they got to. Yep, they sure did. Actually, they're still dancing. So yeah, they're them. still they're still hanging around <laughs> over there. I think yeah, they, and honestly, a big reason they won that game against Kansas was because of them. So again, found a program and a coach that can utilize them and boss them around, and they finally listened after. Where were they before you or I? I Maryland. Know, Maryland, yeah, I, I knew it was another Power Five school. Um, so, all, all all that aside, though, what a what a weekend of college basketball! I mean, we've got Princeton in the Sweet Sixteen. We've got we got another sixteen over one. I'm I don't think anybody is surprised that it was Purdue because they were the big like they're frauds. A lot of people mm-hmm. liked FAU or Memphis to take them down in the second round anyway myself included i have fau there so um i obviously didn't expect fairly dickinson a team that <laughs> honestly i bet on a decent amount this year because they kind of were hot there for a little bit in their conference but they're in the northeast conference which is just abysmal like every team in the northeast conference uh, i think there's like 10 teams in it the conference that brian was in last year actually yeah um yeah. Uh, every team was like over 300 net. So they're all, they're, they're all awful. And they should, I think, you know, this, but I don't know if anybody else doesn't, they didn't even win their conference tournament. Merrimack yes. won their conference <laughs> tournament, similar to Bellarmine last year, but because they were so new, this is only their second, this is their third year in D one. If you do it within your first three years, for some reason, you're not eligible to make the NCAA tournament. So Merrimack won the conference tournament, but because it was because against FDU, FDU gets the auto bid, and then they go on and beat Purdue. That's why it's even a bigger upset than when UMBC beat Virginia. Well, it's yeah, one that of is reasons. so that is so that's such a stupid like random arbitrary rule. Um, so weird, but no, that that is that is crazy to think. I keep forgetting that I I saw that the other day too. Just like you know who's got to be hurting right now, like Merrimack, and <laughs> it's like. Oh, Speaking to have that Merrimack. Their best players in the transfer portal, Jordan Miner. Archie Miller's got to get on the phone. I was going to say, I, I wonder. Do you? Is it crazy to suggest that any any of those PC guys might might take a look at URI, or do you think that they wouldn't do that? It would be weird. I mean, we we saw an in-state transfer last year when Antoine Walker went to Bryant. That's true. I know PC URI is a little different, but I mean. Maybe. I don't really like Bryce Hopkins, no, but like maybe one no. of the lower guys. I don't yeah. I don't think Devin Carter would. He's a he's a power five guy at this point is no. Maybe like Jaden Pierre though. I feel like he's the another yeah. is he just a freshman this year? And again, I'm just I'm just kind of curious. And then uh the Barry kid too, but I don't think that makes sense because that's the brother of the um Trey Barry that was at your high and transferred out. So I don't think he's yeah. going to be like jumping Probably, up. There. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot oh, to go God. on. I'm, I, there's a kid from uh, St. Thomas, actually, another school that wasn't eligible this year. Uh, they should be next year, but they had a really good freshman. His name, Andrew Rohde. I think it's only, I, I think it only <laughs> fits that Archie Miller gets on the phone and, and brings him over here because he's a damn good player too. And I will say I am encouraged, even though, Rhode Island's best player and uh you know Ish is in Ishley gets in the transfer portal. One, he left coming back open. 
So there's a little hope there, but two, yeah. you're seeing Rhode Island floated around in a lot of good transfer uh, pieces from those like Merrimack, Mount St. Mary's. Like, are they necessarily good schools and programs? No, but they still have good players. Yeah. Um, so that's encouraging. Bas- college basketball, as always, uh, definitely delivered on uh, this past weekend. World Baseball Classic also delivered some fucking awesome games. And if you're not watching it, you really missed out because this tournament has been just fucking awesome. Yeah, Mexico giving uh, Japan a run for their money right now. Yeah, not thrilled about that. If I, no, uh, neither am I. To be honest with you. Um, but, Took Japan in the over, so I'm not really. <laughs> oh, I hopped in on Japan. After that home run, I hopped in on Japan at uh at plus 170 so we'll see how that goes but i also have japan to win the whole thing um so we'll see we'll, we'll see uh good game great tournament overall that game uh that usa game the other day was was just awesome um we were supposed to have a conspiracy segment segment this week but josh is not here so we're going to table it again for next week. Hopefully he uh, will be unoccupied and able to join us and tell us his Lamar Jackson uh, conspiracy, but breaking news. I don't know if you saw this Damian Harris signed with the bills. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. I knew he was gone. As soon as we, the the Patriots signed uh, James Robinson, it was just like, there's just not, I kind of knew he was gone like a year and a half ago when Andre <laughs> Stevenson was like, yeah, it's kind of my team and the Patriots don't ever re-sign running backs as you shouldn't. I don't think you should pay running backs, but yeah, True. that one's still, uh, that still hurts. stung a little bit. Cause Damon Harris was really good for the, like with those two ish seasons here when he was healthy, he was a, he was a tank. Yeah, no, he's, he's fun. I'm uh, damn. That's going to be tough. I, although I honestly, fantasy wise, I like him a lot. That'll be a fun one. Did you just see that? Yeah, Randy Rosario. <laughs> wow. I, I can't mean, tell if he actually robbed it or if he just jumped at the wall, but either way, like Yeah, that's cool. If you don't know the Randy Rosarino story, let me let's have a quick story time. Yeah. So Randy Rosarina, most people know him from his breakout in the, the COVID World Series, right? Um he played uh in cuba for years as like a teenager right and he what what was the exact story he couldn't he well, couldn't he couldn't cuban, leave yeah you so you have to like defect yeah. um and base a lot of guys um most of the like, the guys that aren't like stud studs usually have to go through mexico so you just right. kind of go to mexico and you just like don't leave and then slowly you try to make that as your pathway to the big leagues so and that's what happened with, with with Randy. He he defected to Mexico. He played in like a bunch of, uh, maybe not a bunch, but he played in like a couple of Mexico, Mexican independent leagues. He was like borrowing cleats and batting gloves from teammates and shit. Eventually a, a Cardinal scout finds him, signs a $1 million contract, which was, he, he was making like $2 a week playing in Cuba. So I saw that. That's crazy. To th- and I totally believe it. I know people were questioning it. But I've, having that I've been to Cuba, it's insane how little like those types of certain jobs pay yeah. where it's like it doesn't make any sense of how you can survive on it. But that's like literally just how it is. Things yep. are cheap, but like, fuck. Yeah. 
And like that was more than his mother was making as whatever she was doing at the time too. I saw so all that is uh is 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 awesome. And then he defected to Mexico, got this deal with the with the uh with the Cardinals and it blew up, became a you know a very good baseball player and he had to beg the president of Mexico to give him citizenship to play in the World Baseball Classic. And he's been talking shit this whole baseball classic saying how he's rooting for Cuba to meet up with Cuba in the finals so he can beat so that he can take down Cuba in the finals of the World Baseball Classic. And he's been putting on a show, Big Game Randy. I mean, this dude just comes alive in the playoffs and apparently during the World Baseball Classic as well, as we're seeing here throughout the whole tournament. So really cool story from there. Really hard guy not to root for, even if he is in your you know division as a Red Sox fan. Yeah, he's just so fun. He just like even just his skill set is so fun to watch. Um, also he just, I I love the World Baseball Classic and just baseball in general. I feel like people are really like loosening up. And I, if I don't know, I don't know how I'd feel about this if it was an MLB game. But after he just robbed that home run, he in between um those outs, uh, the, the the next out, he signed a baseball for a fan in the uh <laughs> in the outfield there, just like. And they're taking pictures with him. And he's like, oh, got to go back to defensive positioning. There's one out. And he did that. That's hilarious. You know what also sucks about this tournament that you realize is, first of all, every game here in Miami has been sold out. <clears throat> there there are baseball fans in Miami. There's a fuck ton of them if they're selling out $200 tickets every day for the World Baseball Classic of Mexican, Venezuelan, Cuban, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico descent. There's a fuck ton of baseball fans there. And every time you turn on a Marlins game, there's seven people in the stands. That yeah. sucks. Because yeah. obviously the audience is there. And that also proves that everybody that thinks it's just a silly exhibition tournament, the, these players care a ton. Uh, the fans of those countries care a ton. It's very obvious. It's a great tournament. I wish it was more so like every other year, but maybe that would take away the the flair of it if it's if it's the more you see it type of thing. Maybe I don't know, but I, I it's been awesome and uh, it's a cool story from from Randy there. And USA has made the finals against all odds. Uh, <laughs> I, I also how cocky of the U.S. to like also have their man. And I I know it's tricky because all these teams. It's not like the NBA. Or like the Olympic team where it's like the Olympics are after the NBA season. So you can have an NBA coach actually coach the team. But like, I just love that you team USA doesn't <laughs> even have a manager or a guy that's ever managed in the yeah. bigs. Right. Where there's like uh, Mark DeRosa. That's, that's fine by us. Let's do it. And again, he's been fine, I guess. And he's interviewed for jobs, but I was going to say he has been, his name has been like floated out there a little bit. So something stuck there. And uh, you look at their pit, their their whole staff. They have like Andy Pettit, Ken Griffey Jr. Like it's just like just being in that presence would be so cool. By the way, I don't know if you knew this, but um, Kevin Euclid was on the Israel staff. You know what? I did see that, and there was someone else on that. I feel like they they had a couple guys where I was like, huh? Because he, the oh, Greek god of walks, it makes sense. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. There was somebody else too that I did not think was um, of that descent, but um, it was interesting. I want to say their manager, someone too, was also like. I can't remember who it was. I remember they uh, right when I was watching them, they uh, 
they showed you in the dugout and talked about him for a second. It was oh, a- Brad Osmus. I was another. Brad- oh, okay. I didn't realize that he was the manager. Uh, I think he might have been the bench coach. He's not managing anymore, right? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I was gonna say he's been out for Ian Kinsler. That's who the manager was. That's oh. who I was like. That was the guy that was like, "What?" And again, I don't, <laughs> I don't know that much about Ian Kinsler's background, but that was a shock to me. Of like, what the yeah. hell? That, yeah, that is interesting. And Mike, <laughs> like Mike Piazza, was the head coach for Italy. It was it was cool to see all those guys getting involved. True, great, great tournament. Um, and Yoshida, Yoshida, man, he. I'm starting to get sucked into the Yoshida hype like big time. I, I try, I, I really tried to, to, what's the word? Temper my expectations. Is that the, the right term there? Yeah. Uh, I, I really tried to, but I don't know if I can help it anymore. I think, I think I, my expectations are through the roof now based on all these projections we're seeing from him, uh, from all these, you know, fancy advanced metrics websites. And then just seeing him play in the World Baseball Classic and the batting practice, I'm like, man, I think I am all the way in on Yoshi. Yeah, I'm getting kind of concerned that I don't have any shares of him in uh, in fantasy <laughs> baseball yet. I still have one one league to draft yet, one and a half leagues. I don't know. I have to um, reach for him. I know. I think so, to be honest with you. And in one of the leagues is like categories too. So I think that's going to be his bread and butter. Um, but yeah, man, no, I'm I'm excited. And actually, you know what? Good little say here. Um, if you don't mind to, to go into, uh, what we're, what we're all about lately, especially during the, the month of March, um, Yoshida, I early on DraftKings, I was actually able to get him at plus a thousand for AL rookie of the year, which I'm pretty wow. excited about What's now. He's, As and now it's at plus six fifty. I think Sosa was saying earlier. Wow. That's, um, uh, that's a good snipe there. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so on that note, um, just want to remind everybody that House Enterprise and Small State Big Takes is brought to you by DraftKings. We've got the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Boston Celtics, as well as the uh, although I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> just, I can't, <laughs> I can't name all the other teams in, in Boston. I don't think they're partners with the uh, the other ones. I was going to mention, uh, but we are officially live in Massachusetts. Don't bet with some out of town sportsbook. Bet local with DraftKings Sportsbook. The sportsbook born and raised right here in Massachusetts. For a limited time only, new customers who sign up with code SSBT will receive up to $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet $5 or more on anything. DraftKings has the best features, including same game parlays, player props, future bets, and more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can use promo code SSBT to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a five dollar bet on anything could be could be table tennis that you could bet on it really doesn't even matter could be the dell world golf championships true true you know what there there is a promo for that actually plus 300 uh of a bonus i was gonna ask you um i feel like it kind of makes just the most sense to take scotty yeah usually one of the favorites with with that boost mathematically that is your best your best go-to I do like that. And again, that's own that's been DraftKings consistently that for a lot of these tournaments for the PGA, they yeah. give a plus two fifty or plus three hundred boost. Obviously it's golf, so it's uh it's tough. It's not like it's some other type of tournament where it's uh easy for, for guys to win. But uh but yeah. Um and then real quick, little disclaimer. Uh hope is here. Call 800 327 5050 or visit gambling Play it smart from the start with game sense. Visit GameSenseMA.com, 21 plus, physically present in 
in Massachusetts. Eligibility and deposit restrictions do apply. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Pre-launch offer participants void. Uh, terms are available at DraftKings.com slash MA. Um, anything along those lines? Any any kind of leans or plays that you kind of like? Even maybe we've got a few days before the NCAA tournament uh, picks back up. So I don't know oh, if you've yeah. got any Sweet 16 kind of uh, picks. Okay. I have one Sweet 16 play right now. I'm taking Kansas State on the money line. I think they're going to beat Michigan State, that little cute Tom Izzo run. Um, kind of like Syracuse, I guess. Whenever they get in, you just have to accept it no matter – Oops, no matter uh, what they did during the year, if they get in, they're probably going to go on a Sweet 16 run. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cute and all, but I think this Kansas State team is just kind of kind of special, kind of like Miami, who I, as a Houston uh, future ticket holder, I'm terrified of that game. Uh, just something mm-hmm. about them. Something's clicking. Kansas State, Keontae Johnson, if you don't know that story, Go look up Keontae Johnson's story. He collapsed on the court when he played at Florida in 2020. Doctor said probably will never be able to play again. He got cleared two years later, but couldn't play at Florida because of some liability waiver issue. So he transferred to Kansas State, who was projected to finish last in the Big 12 this year under first-year head coach. Now they're in the Sweet 16 after knocking off fucking Kentucky the other day and really really playing well all year so uh they're, they're just a really really good team i think i think they'll win that and then for the golf um can't go wrong with scotty especially with that plus 300 boost that makes it even better but if you this is a really really hard tournament to pick a winner because it is a bracket play so um it's match play you, it's set split up kind of like you know the world cup and and World Baseball Classic where it, there's pool play and then you advance from there. So it is really, really hard to to pick a winner uh, out of these. But I kind of like the Jason Day draw. I think he's going to win his pool. And then if he can get past Scotty, who he would have to play. So that makes it tough. But um, he's won this thing twice and he's playing really well lately. I've been on a Scotty kick. Uh, I mean, I bet on a uh, a little... Jason Day kick lately. Um, Patrick Cantlay is another sneaky one. I think he should kind of walk through his his group, but it is golf, so you never know. And then on the other side, um, I think Will Z could start heating up here. He's got a pretty good group he should get through, but if he wins that, um, I, I like his chances. And then last but not least, the, the psycho, the lunatic, Tyrrell Hatton been playing out of his mind lately. Keeps coming really close to winning. I think he's got a really good draw, actually. Probably the best draw of anybody that I mentioned to go on a run. Um, He's got, in his group, he's got Russell Henley, Lucas Herbert, and Ben Griffin. He should destroy all them. If he wins, most likely have to go against against Rory. Uh, But Rory's group isn't that great. So Rory probably will win, but Rory has not been playing well lately. And I think Hatton can take him down. And from there has a chance. Like I said, it's really hard thing to, to, to get right. But I think Terrell Hatton in my bracket, anyways, I have Terrell Hatton losing to Jason day. Okay. Okay. I like, I didn't realize to be honest of how that, that works. So it's like, instead of a cut, like a traditional, like cut process, it's just like, boom, 
round by round of like even so after one day there are going to be people that don't make it for the next day uh no you play everybody in your group just like the world baseball classic oh so you you'll play three matches okay groups of four you'll play three matches whoever wins the group usually you know, you know two and one or three or three oh will advance and then from there on it's just like you'll play the winner of the other group and then you'll keep going like a like a bracket you can look up the the bracket on pga.com uh if all of those words don't make sense to you visually visual learners out there you can go look at it and it'll make some sense i think i'll do that i i'm still they still haven't dropped or at least i haven't seen them on here of the uh the group um winners yet it's just like um just straight up uh yeah that's all i have is tournament well. winners and yeah okay so Hopefully they add that pretty soon. That's cool though. I agree with you, by the way, on the uh, Kansas State. I'm on them too. It doesn't like I, I what you said makes sense, and I agree. Where it's like just like Syracuse, Tom Izzo, and Michigan State, they deserve their respect. They make these stupid runs on teams that you, no one expected to be good yep. enough. <clears throat> but for them to be favored, I think it's wild. So yeah, Kansas State is plus money. I'm also in on UConn on a fuck dude uh, I know futures bet. Too. So I I I. I don't know if I should pick them or just like ride it out. But um but I kind of I kind of like them against Arkansas. I I don't know though. I mean Arkansas looks so good too and they've they've had flashes this year and they're putting it together at the right time, so it's Yeah, they're kind of like Creighton. They're really clicking <clears throat> at the right time. Yeah. Um sadly, I think Princeton's run will come to an end. Um, they kind of got to catch Missouri off guard. Having a day to prepare for a Princeton offense, I think, is a huge disadvantage towards that team. And Missouri just wasn't prepared for the offense or the physicality and, uh, sur- I guess, surprising physicality of the Princeton defense. But I think Creighton will be uh, will be a different story because speaking of teams that are peaking at the right time, oh, Damn it! Fuck. Uh, sorry. Had to uh had to watch that. Randy just Randy being Randy made it, made a really nice catch there. Um, lost my train of thought. I like that. I like that celebration though. He just flipped the ball back behind him. <laughs> Creighton, threw it up. Creighton, Creighton. Yeah, um, he was uh signing autographs during the pitching change too. That's awesome. While you were reading the ad, they showed that it was pretty cool. That's right. Um, yeah, Creighton, I think, will beat Princeton and Alabama. Personally, I have Creighton in the Final Four, so who? why Why would I go off that pick Pick now, you know? True, you, true. Do you have any closing topics here that you need to get off your chest? Um, <clears throat> let's bring it back to, uh, to Ed Cooley. I, you know, it would be crazy. I thought of this scenario earlier. I want PC to go after Patino for the head coaching job. And I'm not talking about Rick Patino. I'm talking about his son, Richard Patino. Can okay. you imagine? That would be, that would be such would a, be kinda a cool. big East move of like, I, cause look the coaches in the big East right now. It's like, it's kind of an all time, like heater of you've got so many dudes with Patino back in the mix. And I know, He's not a perfect guy, but he's <laughs> – and actually my girlfriend pointed out earlier, she's like, I think it's kind of crazy that 
he's coming back to the Big East, but like, and again, I know it's full of Catholic schools, but like for such a Catholic school, like St. John, like it's, I know yeah. it's New York City, but like, what the hell, like kind of bizarre of like, of all guys for uh, the reputation that he has. But, um, but yeah, Richard Patino, that would be a fun, I don't know if he's even interested. I think he's the New Mexico. New Mexico, yep. Yeah, I was going to say, not New Mexico State. Um, no, coach, you so. don't you don't want to go anywhere near New Mexico State right now. No, that's true. That's oh, true. I forgot about that. Yeah, that um, that's a that that as bad of a position Providence will be in. New Mexico State's got some work to do. No, I'm um, I'm just another, grateful that we have Archie Miller, though. I am too. Yeah, I think we're in a good spot. Keep, you know, bringing some transfers, build the program how you want to, and. You build. You should be able to hang with PC next year. Here's a name that just came to mind to make the Big East um, coaching carousel tree even crazier. Bobby Hurley. I saw this, but there's they're on record that they don't want to play each other. They won't even schedule each other. Isn't that lame? I know, but you know what though? Can you? I agree. That would be cool though. I think that would be really cool. We have seen enough of each of the Hurleys to know if there are people that can't help that, like in a relationship, like of the dynamic, it might be them where they would just be like too, way too personal about it. Right. Like, and they just feel like, like, they like they're not having Thanksgiving anymore together. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I guess. But like, I don't give a shit. I want to see it. <laughs> I know. I know that would, that would be wild though. I, is Arizona, Arizona state to PC. Is that, I, I guess think, that is a bump I, up, but like, I think so. Maybe not major, but it's not like his like Pac-12, especially isn't like the Pac-12 basically disassembling the next few years, anyways. That's true. Yeah. So I don't know. I I think with what PC is now, like ten years ago, would it be probably not? But now you could make the argument. I'm not saying it definitely is, but you can make the argument. It's it's a, a step up, maybe not a major step up like it would be if he went to like a fucking SEC school that needs a new coach. I can't think of one off the top of my head or like a like a Texas Tech. It's not like he's going to Texas Tech. That would be a big upgrade. Sure, uh, but sure. a step, I think, nonetheless. That would be fun, though. I I hope I hope he I hope that like that rumor is not true and they're actually willing to do that because that would be imagine that like a. UConn, PC, Hurley Bros. Dude, you know what? Get Xavier back in the A10. They can take uh, Dayton. And uh, let's get the Miller brothers. Ooh, I like that. I like that. We need it. I think Xavier for Dayton's a good trade. I was going to say, that would be be fun if we did, like, (laughs) a few different trades of, like, who who could you get? Could we... I think Fordham, Fordham stock needs to rise, but I would do a Fordham for St. John's at some point. St. John's stock oh, is yeah. really low, but yeah. Fordham is probably, although actually, you know what, after this year, I guess Fordham stock is higher than it was. So, so maybe we'll yeah. be able to get away with that. <laughs> probably not. You probably need to toss in uh, something. I don't know. Maybe toss in something for that deal. But St. Bonaventure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little two for one. Yeah. Um, all right. That's it for this episode. We'll see you next week. Last episode before baseball season, so we'll do some Red Sox stuff. Let's go. All right.